everyone. Welcome to, by the way, a Bramley podcast. I'm Laura Lomas. Boy, today we have Hannah Hanseroth. Can you believe it? Uh, you know, our lovely Hannah, the photographer, Tim's wife. I've just finished speaking to her. Unbelievable woman. I adore her. She's so clever, so talented, so charming. I really, really think you're all going to enjoy this episode a lot. So here we go. So thank you, Hannah. Welcome. It's so nice to see you, that beautiful face. (laughs) It's so nice to see you. This is going to be fun. (laughs) It's going to be fun. So can we start with, um, you know, just talking about your background, you know, where you grew up, what your family was like, you know, that kind of stuff. Very boring story. So I grew up in Olympia, Washington, so which is just about, it takes about an hour and a half from here to get there. So not far, very Northwest girl growing up. And then um, after I left my parents' house, I went to college for a bit over in Eastern Washington. Uh, Then I ended up coming back and I ended up going and living in New York and going to school in New York. Um, I went to school for aesthetics over in New York. Oh, interesting. So I did do, yeah. And then (laughs) then I did what I think is a common sort of the, my early twenties, I moved home. I moved down to, what did I do next? <laughs> oh, I went to Hawaii for a couple oh, months. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Then I went, I lived down in Southern California in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Las Vegas. And, and was there, I, were there jobs that made you do this or was it just for fun? It was just for fun. <laughs> Basically, I had a girlfriend um, who was like, do you want to go live in Maui and like, we'll just hang out in Maui and surf and try and get jobs. And so we showed up in Maui and nobody would hire (laughs) girls. So you wanted jobs together? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We just were like, we just thought, sure, anybody will hire us. Nobody was interested in hiring tourists basically <laughs> they were like we need we need people who will stay yeah um fair enough so that yeah we swiftly ran out of money and then had to come back and then it was her idea to move to california too she's a dear dear friend of mine um we grew up together and so we i was i was game we moved down to california and I had my aesthetics license at this point. And so can you talk at, about what that means? Like, cause some people might sure, not yeah, know. So that's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's, um, you do facials, waxing. Some people go into makeup artistry with it. Um, but that's what I'm licensed for. So cool. Wellness industry sort of vibe. Yes. Yes. So I, um, so we went down to California and I ended up, working um, for a makeup artist agency. I was a personal assistant and kind of an office manager. It was a very small thing for a makeup artist agency and a it was also a school. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a bit and then she, it was her again. She said, do you want to move to Las Vegas? <laughs> She's got a big influence on you. <laughs> There's spas in Las Vegas. I'll go there. So <laughs> then I moved to Las Vegas and worked in a spa there, but I ended up becoming a manager because I could never get in. It's a long process to get into doing it with, you know, you kind of call it in this, you get into the treatment room. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a process. And really I had no intention of staying in Las Vegas. And so, um, yeah, anyway, so then after I lost, left Las Vegas, I said, I'm going to move back to the Northwest and I'm never leaving again. (laughs) It's the best. 
And uh, then I moved back and yeah, that's, I moved so, back and ended up working in spas in Seattle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. And how did the photography come into the equation? Because that's clearly how we all know you. Right, exactly. You're like, wait a minute, how did you end up? <laughs> so photography is something that I've loved for a really long time. So when I tell you all these things, you know, where I've been and the jobs that I worked, I had a, you know, a camera the whole time. Um, I did in high school, I did some intensive study in photography, just like mm. a photography teacher kind of took an interest in me in high school. So I got to do like special projects and that they called independent study back then. And mm -hmm. so my dad had an old Nikon from the seventies and he had oh. given me his camera. And so throughout everything, I would just take pictures of everything. Um, so when I met, I mean, I know we'll get there eventually, but it was, I finally got a digital camera when I could afford it. I had saved up some money um, and started carrying around my digital Nikon. And then that was when I, it just opened, <laughs> it opened up a world of being able to, you know, immediately access the pictures. Cause right as I was, yeah. you know, I had this film camera and everybody loves film and it's, it's super arty and cool, except for it's incredibly difficult to get developed. And even yes. more so now you have to yes. send your and some people have like a person, they know their thing. I never really developed that. So I was just like putting my film in the mail and having to mail it off oh. and it always made me really nervous. Yes. And um, even though of course I love the way it looks, and, but- uh, Did you ever work in a dark room? Just during my high school time. Yeah. 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 So just during my high school time, I worked in the dark room. And I think that if anybody would go into, is. I just highly recommend working in a dark room at some point. Yes, yes because I have. It's amazing. I just loved those early, yeah, like that. I've, I think photography for young people is just an amazing thing because you don't, I mean, and the arts for all young people, I think are really powerful because they don't have all the stuff that we have now. There's not this, and also maybe, you know, even back when I was, so I graduated high school in 2000 and the internet, you know, you just didn't have access to photography isn't what it is now. Yes. yes. Where images are just driving everything and everybody has a camera in their pocket. And so yes. you just didn't have as much influence. So yes. I kind of like that sort of that early, like there's no influence. You're just seeing what you see. Yes. When we, it was so devastating because my senior year, we had this just rickety dark room. You know, it was a closet. They had made, you know, bless them, you know, they made a dark room for high school students. Um, and the year I left, or no, maybe like the last three months of my senior year, they got some real proper revolving door dark room. And I realized oh. all my pictures had basically been coming out gray because... They didn't oh, have a proper, right. it wasn't dark, like yes, dark, yes, dark. Yes, so right, yes. it was oh, so no. sad. I still have some of my old like rolls of film and, you know, some of my old contact sheets and stuff. And I look and it's just like gray. <laughs> um, so, so you had a little taste of the photography in high school that kind of, yeah. you obviously are incredibly visual, you know, that's your, right. your superpower. <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah, and then I went, when I was in college, what I studied was interior design, too. Uh, so I do have visual. definite, 
Yeah, I'm really like a lot of visual. Yeah. 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 Have you decorated your house in this like groovy way? Yeah, I am. One of those always like look walking in my house going, this doesn't feel right and driving my husband nuts with <laughs> rug purchases and things. But Oh no, you got to do it. <laughs> you want to walk yeah, into your to space be- and like, oh, exhale, you know, there's something yeah. about that comfort. Yeah. <laughs> If anyway, I could just so, see rugs in person right now, you know, but I, the thing is I keep buying rugs online and you can't feel them. No, no. <laughs> my, we used to, my husband's a furniture maker and we used to have a gallery in, um, in Stowe, Vermont. And then we also had a gallery in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Oh. And we sold these rugs. One was a company called Tibet Rug Company and another one was called New Moon. And the price differential was like New Moon is like, you know, buying a Jaguar and, you know, oh. you know it's like they're, but the quality, they're made of silk and wool, like the quality and the handmade hand stitching. Mm. Oh my God, they were divine. And the colors mm. that they could get, oh, you put something like that in a room and it's like, it transforms it instantly. Yes. <laughs> so you are visual. You're obviously clearly artistic and very, um, artsy in that regard and so was it because of um the band and tim and all of that that you got into sort of rock photography or had you started stepping into that role prior to very much the band Mm -hmm. very much hey tim's new girlfriend's got a camera (laughs) (laughs) we have a need (laughs) yeah do you well i think i i think i asked you know it was I brought it along to, I don't know how long Tim and I had been dating when I went and visited them. I think it was on the Ray LaMontagne tour mm-hmm. and brought my camera along. And then it was just, oh, I'll stand in the the audience and take a couple pictures. And then it was, Tim said, you should come stand on stage and take a couple pictures. And so it was just sort of, it was a very natural mm. evolution of, and then also, it, it filled a need for me um, to be able to pursue photography more, just more. Mm-hmm. It seems like you all have kind of found a niche as well. You know, I mean, clearly you would be very good with doing makeup and hair for Brandy as well, but that's clearly what Tiffany <laughs> Which I have need. done. When <laughs> I had, yeah, I've had to step in when she had Jack. There was a couple shows she couldn't make it to, and Tiffany was like, well, you know how to do this. Do you want to just do it? And I never did it nearly as well as Tiffany did, but I got Brandy through a few shows, so I was really happy with it. Well done. So you're a multitasker. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. Throw me in anywhere. I'm pretty yeah. One of the things I always see you up there on the stage or walking around in front. And I always wonder if you've been given like a directive of make sure you get these kinds of shots. Cause I mean, night after night after night, you're seeing the same show, but there's always something that makes each show unique as well. And so how do you catch that little like that little moment that makes that show unique. You must be like, you know, zeroing in on every little thing and noticing when something's not the same as, as it had been previously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's a few things that I do. Um, one is I'll usually try and be present for sound check. Mm-hmm. And so I'll get to walk into the room, see the space and try and find out like what the thing is. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to look great from behind the drum riser out into the crowd. Or And would that be because of the space? Like, because it, whether it's inside, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. She's going, yeah, she's yeah. fanning her hands. <laughs> yeah, I'm fanning my hands and I'm, oh, I use my hands all the time. I'll tell you about <laughs> how I do. Um, they, 
because of the space, sometimes the way venues are shaped, the way the crowd looks is very boring, mm -hmm. um, especially if it's a flat. Oh, one yes. of those, like, they, we call them kind of boxes. Like if it's just a box where everybody yes. stands right behind each other, it's really not that interesting because you lose all that light, right, going back. But then, of course, there's the red rocks where everybody is yes. stacked on top of each other and there's a lot of light that reaches the crowd. And so you can kind of, but during sound check, it's sort of just looking at what that looks like. And then sometimes it's a really... Um, Oh, like the symphony shows? Mm. Well, the symphony shows are different because they are actually quite a bit of restrictions. The symphonies themselves put on what type of photos you can take and where you can stand and those kind of things. But the, the shows where maybe people are sitting down and it's mainly sort of sit down, kind of quiet. We've done a few sort of theater things. My thought is, okay, the thing to get is not the crowd tonight. The mm. thing tonight will be faces, instruments, lighting, those kind of things so i think that it and sometimes they will be the band will be very specific mm -hmm. for example we want to turn around city music hall and we want the picture of the band like they'll they'll sometimes i'll get very clear direction like i need this picture mm -hmm. or this is what we really want to be able, you know that kind of thing but that's pretty rare usually they just send, <laughs> send you off <laughs> And what's your favorite, do you like, you know, filming indoors, outdoors? Like, is there a particular venue that's kind of your favorite spot? I mean, Red Rocks is always everybody's answer. To I know, but it is. The reality is it's a magical spot. You can, what are you going to yeah. do? And I yeah. still have never been there. <laughs> I know. I these people well one of the nice things about red rocks i have to say from just a purely technical standpoint is you can actually stand right in front of the band the way they have it there's this barrier and you can stand right in front of the band but then you also have gosh it's probably like eight feet of space between you and the first fan mm -hmm. so there's it's, it's got great vantage points yeah i can imagine to be able to shoot from so yes it's beautiful and photography can capture so much um but you really you know, never get it. But places like the Gorge, I found to be incredibly difficult to shoot in. Interesting. But it's beautiful. I mean, but it's incredible. And so I get- Is it because it's almost too much for the camera lens to- have It's too much. Yes, yeah. it's almost yeah. so big. You can't, you can capture it, but only in very, um, not in a variety of ways. Yeah. They're sort of the stock images, I think, of the Gorge that are incredible and beautiful. But to me- um, I like, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this. I like to be able to capture it in a variety of ways where the court is like, okay, you go up and you stand up top and you get the look yeah. down. And I don't mean to sound bored shooting at the gorge. That just comes across. <laughs> I don't think that is because it's so big. It is hard to sort of capture the whole thing. And then the way, you know, sometimes it's really technical. Like if the, um, stage is seven feet high, mm -hmm. um, there's only so much you can do to sort of get an interesting shot from that, what they call the pit, which is that section right in front of the stage where mm -hmm. photographers can stand. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but that's something I have to get better at that I'm excited, you know, in, you know, whatever the years to come. Um, because when the band started playing more shows with a pit, 
Because mm-hmm. a lot of the early days, it was club shows, and yeah. then you get smushed up. I can't stand in the crowd. Oh, that's true. Um, knocked all yeah, around. And, and I can't stand. The, some photographers would come, and they just show up really early, and then they push up against, and they can stand there. And due to the nature of being a mom on the road and needs earlier in the day, I can't wait out in the mm-hmm. crowd for that long. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd miss out anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you, do you feel like, um, like an archivist of the band? And do you think that, you know, now that, you know, everybody's got, you guys have gotten so big, like it's like the Grammy moment, everything changed, right? Do you feel like now, almost like the way Pete Souza is the archivist, you know, for the president, do you feel now that, that you have a responsibility on your shoulders that maybe wasn't there prior to this kind of stardom, you know? Oh, that's a really good thought. (laughs) No, no, no. I filled you with fear. (laughs) Right? No, I do, um, I definitely have a sense that came along, um, yes, of being able to capture moments that now end up being things that are in the press. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like I happened to be standing in the room when they were recording the joke and I actually have a whole little film of when they were running the joke in the studio. And at the time, it's never anything like, oh, I should record this, this could be a hit someday, or this would be impactful. Um, Maybe whereas like, I don't want to speak for Pete, but I'm sure Pete going into it knows, okay, this is the president every moment at any given time, these could Mm -hmm. be important moments. I don't think I'm as aware of that with the band. They're sitting around, I'll take some pictures. I love to document what they do for sure. You know, I take it, you know, as they're touring photographer, I do think it is my, you know, my duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to document as much as I can. Yes. I'd love for to sure, see yeah. you do a, like a coffee table book of, you mm. know, the beginning to now. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, yeah. You know, if we ever do, I, I'm sure. What am I going to, um, <laughs> I have thought about it. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it because I have a nice coffee table that my husband's made and I've got <laughs> Pete's two books and then I'll have yours. <laughs> <come out. laughs> yeah, the photos won't be like Pete's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the one with, with the, the little ha- tiny Trump hand sticking outside of the Oval Office? Oh Did my you see gosh. that one? Yeah, that is He's probably so my good. favorite picture he ever took. Anyway. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so how do you kind of incorporate all of this work that you're doing on the road with them as, as well as being a mom? Oh, um, we just make both things happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've shot when Wilder, so Wilder's our oldest and he's almost seven now. Oh, and so we did, yeah, he's awesome. And when he was, and he was a very, I just was very lucky. Um, he was a very, I don't want to say easy baby, but he was a calm baby, mm-hmm. very content. And mm-hmm. I used to throw him in the pack and I'll never forget the tour, the pin drop tour. I was shooting the pin drop tour. And if anybody, did you see the pin drop tour? Oh yeah, multiple, of course. Multiple. <laughs> so, so what you noticed was it's quiet. <laughs> It's super quiet. Yes. And so I had a baby. It was just adrenaline, you know, just like this huge adrenaline rush because I would throw the baby on my back, go out to shoot, and just hope he never woke up. <laughs> 
and made a noise because I was trying to shoot in complete silence. Um, oh and God. he only squawked one time and I was mortified and just like <laughs> ran out. And But so sometimes I'm literally working while I'm mother, you know, like yeah. he was on my back at the first Dave Matthews, the opening for at the gorge. Wow. I have some pictures of like me with the baby on my back and the camera. So sometimes back in the early days, it was, I was doing this, you know, two things at the same time, we'd get back on the bus. Um, sometimes what would happen was I'd put him down on the bus, I'd go shoot the show. Tiffany would help be with him for like a few songs and I would shoot and I'd come back and I'd load photos and I'd send them out to the band and then we'd post them on Instagram. Cause that was kind of in the early days of Instagram of yeah. trying to like get some good looking um, images up, you know, yeah. of the band. Yeah. Um, and then I would f try and fall asleep as soon as possible because <laughs> the baby's going to wake up in seven hours and it was, you know, oh, that's pretty stressful. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was exciting. And then since we've evolved and, um, we bring a nanny on the road, um, so that helps us, you know, it helps me to be able to work more um, and be more flexible and um, so help. And my parents, I should, oh my gosh. Sister. Oh, shout out to grandma and grandpa. Oh my gosh. I mean, they have been incredibly supportive um, just in so many ways, especially during this time of being there because I can't, um, I couldn't do it without them really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely and lovely for the children to be around yeah. the grandparents. It's so nice. What do you, how do you handle like those open air venues when the weather's bad? I'm thinking about here because I live in Vermont, just around the corner from the Shelburne Museum, where you guys, you know, always, always have your shows. And I remember it was a year ago, May, when we had that huge thunderstorm and they played three songs. Remember there was a whole, the whole, the first night was beautiful and wonderful. The second night it was pouring rain. They had to completely come up with a whole new set list because just the three of them came out. And do you remember and I've got images of Tim, Tim sort of sm smacking his foot in the water, you know, like, you know, sort of singing and stuff. And then, then after three songs, they had to stop. I mean, and I didn't see you out there. Clearly you can't like be out with your camera on those nights. No, Ex there's some, been some other nights I've been out in a little bit of rain, but I wasn't there that night. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I must have not traveled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was so crazy. Had our second yeah. <laughs> I, they are the, just the best, like, I do have to say, like, I don't know if every band is this way, but they will do anything to be able to go on. Yeah. I mean, it is like, there's just warnings and Brandy's like, <laughs> what if you go out and you take everything on stage and we do it a pin drop style, you know, and just going, do it like that. And yes, we can. <laughs> I don't know what she was saying that night. Cause I wasn't there that night, but for the outdoor stuff, I've, um, <laughs> I, We've had some rain. I have this philosophy about my camera that if my camera can't take it, then I don't want, I don't want to be too precious, precious. about my, mm -hmm. oh, I think that's great yeah, about my equipment. Um, and what do you use? What is, what kind of camera do you use right now? Right now I have a Nikon D810, mm -hmm. which I'm sure has been usurped by some new model now, but yeah, yeah. I don't even know if usurped is the right word. I'll have to look that um, <laughs> No, I think that okay. works. <laughs> Yeah, I that and it's a great camera. It does everything. It does. Everything, Are you interested in video, like uh, you know, taking going from the the still to the to the moving? 
I am. Uh, the, the fun thing about these quarantine shows is because I get to be the camera woman, I get to hold... You've done a great, fantastic oh, job, by the way. For the record, when they <laughs> first asked me about it, it was, Hannah, do you want to hold an iPhone? We're going to do a show up in the barn. You know, <laughs> now it's like... I, and I was like, oh, sure, whatever, yeah, to hold the phone. And now we've just, it's become much more of a production, which I'm so happy about because I do think that the quality, um, I, I like, I'm a real snob about quality. So yeah, no, because you've got an aesthetic, you've got the eye. Well, it, it, it's truly um, been such a lifesaver for all of us on the receiving end of all the, of all the beauty and the music because we're all desperately missing it. <laughs> Oh does God. it feel like for you, does it feel like just sort of a really nice pause to kind of just gather things or does it feel like you're being held back, you know, not being able to do what you want to do? Um, both mm. at the same mm. time, really. Um, yeah. In some ways, you know, I think about this a lot um, about, I think about in some ways, at least for us, um, we've never been able to be home during a Northwest summer. Oh, at least I haven't. Tim point. and I have been dating for... 10 years now. Um, and I know the Brandy and the twins, I, they could tell you when the last time they were home mm -hmm. for a summer, but it's mm -hmm. rare. So yes, in some ways it's nice to have a pause, but in other ways it's a very scary time. You know, it's, yeah. it's not that we took the pause on purpose. No, no, the band, definitely you know? not. And I'm just thinking about the band mm -hmm. itself. Um, and then, It's really forcing them to sort of look at things in a different way, which I feel is going to somehow inform what they do later. Like it feels to me like there's there's something that's happening right now that will somehow be be worthwhile and benefit beneficial later on. Oh my gosh! Well, yes, I, I'm a I'm a positive. You know, I'm I'm always on the mind of this has got to be bringing something good. And sometimes we see it, and sometimes I mean, when I say we, I mean, I mean collectively. Maybe yes. we see all the good that can come from some of the things that are happening now, um, and then, but also be very worried about what's happening. <laughs> yes, yes. But I do, I mean, if, if you were going to ask me, do I miss shooting live shows? Absolutely. It, but I am just, I mean, I'm endlessly grateful and I'll say this in a real formal way, you know, of the support that the Bramley has shown for us to be able to do these quarantine shows, because not only are you financially helping out our business, our band, our crew, keep the lights on around here, but me being able to be a videographer or, you know, being a camera woman really for this show has given me, um, you know, it's just purpose and a job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know that it takes you hours. I mean, I know from Kelly, you know, cause Kelly's a friend of mine. So I know that there's a lot of this sort of panic that goes on behind the scenes. And what happened the other night, you guys, I felt terrible for all of you. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Oh, you should have. Oh my God. I mean, no, nobody should have seen, but yeah, it was really oh. awful. It was this. Especially for such perfectionists as clearly all of you are, oh, you know, no. Absolutely. I mean, Tim and Phil were driving around looking for the cable van. Oh my God. <laughs> they could get. We're on the phone. Brandy finally does her Brandy thing where she like makes it happen and is talking to the right person on the phone. And they just can't give us a timeline because we were really curious. You know, you know, what it was was like, okay, we're going to push. And then it was like, do we can, how can, can we push anymore? Are you going to fix it tonight? So then Tim yeah. and Phil go out and try and drive out to see where they're actually like physically working on it so they can get an answer from the dude <laughs> or the woman who's out there 
because seconds were the seconds counted at that point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my but, god. How stressful. I can't imagine. I really can't imagine. But the next, it was so worth it because the next night was so fantastic, right? I'm so glad. I, we thought so too. We were like, you know, all the, it happens for a reason things because yes. the next night was so great. And we did have a chance to work out some bugs early or on Saturday that we were able to, you know, transfer over to Sunday. And that was a super fun show. It's fun for me too. Cause that was, that set list was filled with a bunch of covers. Yes. Love and that. Must be. As a fan, I get to listen yeah. to and do you sing would you ever get up and sing no i have a terrible singing voice <laughs> <laughs> Catherine's is beautiful <laughs> what was that Catherine's voice is beautiful Catherine's voice is beautiful Catherine's endlessly talented this is yeah. there's no limit to her it's kind of gross it's kind of annoying <laughs> yeah it's, if she wasn't such a good person you'd be more annoyed <laughs> No, but I play the piano, so if they ever oh, well need to plunk out chords, you know, I'm not an accomplished pianist by anything, but that would be the only musical thing I would contribute to the band. But and, and do the, are the kids like are the kids showing any musical musical tendencies? I mean, I know they listen a lot, but are they? Well, Joe is. You know, oh, when I when I talk about kids, they, I just end up talking all about of them. <laughs> Joe is. Joe loves to sing. She writes songs. Oh all the yeah it's really sweet and i think that jack's loving the drums and um my kids are just <laughs> you know like, nothing above you know i don't have some prodigy child yeah 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 <laughs> but, uh, trust me i don't think that's a good thing <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> you want them to be happy how that must be the, so let's just like go into that sort of whole realm i mean what's it like for all of you to just live right on this compound with the kids all together it's as though you're living this kind of utopian ideal that i think right now particularly given the weirdness in the world people are very attracted to that it's like what's going on over there like how is it that they're still so happy and contented and doing their thing you know oh, so yeah. it's like you're sort of setting this stage for this is a possible lifestyle out there it's like it's kind of cool <laughs> again brandy has vision and her vision just has lined up you know i do it is really funny though about how i've seen all these things on you know images on the internet you know and people talking about oh, if we just built a compound together you know mm -hmm. and we could all be together and i mean compound living you know back in the 60s and 70s that wasn't unheard of it's not yeah yeah, yeah. you know these groups of people it feels like our life, you know, and the way that we, I know it's very unusual for a band and I don't know if any other band sort of has the intertwined marriage thing that we have too. <laughs> you um, have to be the only ones. I cannot believe there's anyone else. No, out. we're the only, we are for sure the only ones um, where it is so fam, so family in a legal way, as well as just yes. a spiritual way of, family um that must create a cohesion that maybe wouldn't exist in an intentional community you know because you don't have right. that, that that yeah that we don't set up like a charter and you know agree to a set of ideals or anything <laughs> exactly this person's going to mow the lawns on that day and this one's gonna right yeah and you're in charge of dinners and <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing no it just ends up working and it does feel really good and i feel very very lucky all the time um mm. that i am able to throughout this time be in contact with these people that you know are my family and that we have built a you know bubble of um 
<laughs> a bubble of trust is really a weird. No, I think I get it. I totally yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. And do the children just kind of run from house to house? Like, do you ever get a phone call from Tiffany? Oh, they're over here. You know, like. They're over here. <laughs> no, but they end up with dogs. You know, the dogs end up being like, you've got to walk them over and things like that. But it is interesting, though, that we are able to get on a bus because a lot of bands will get on the bus together and then and then they go their separate ways and we just get on a bus together. And then when we get off the bus, it's like, what are you guys doing for dinner tonight? Because we'll be over and yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's beautiful. It really is. Especially, I mean, can you imagine there's so many people right now living in these cities that are alone. And I think that watching these shows that you guys are providing for them, give them hope that there's, you know, this is all going to be over and, you know, they can live vicariously through you guys. (laughs) It's really nice. (laughs) I'm so glad. I mean, even my, yes, you know, being able to have physical land to be on to just that, just, yes space you know and there are some there's definitely negatives and positives to being out in the country like we are but right now there's a lot more positives and i do think about people who live um in cities and i do think about those people a lot especially during that very much lockdown um when people needed to be inside 24 hours a day and being in an apartment versus being somewhere with a yard and um so yeah i do oh god you know we have i live here in vermont and um the property prices are going through the roof because everybody in boston and new york is like done with city life and they're all coming up here you're probably having the same thing happen around you i would imagine yeah yeah we really are i mean yeah seattle's got a bit more we're not so much i mean seattle's a little bit spread out but so i think that there's a little more spread than maybe some of these other, especially on the East Coast, you know, just yeah. naturally, that's a much more dense population for sure. That's true. So how'd you meet Tim? <laughs> so Tiffany and I worked together. Oh. Yeah. So back when I moved back to Seattle and I lit, worked at the spa, she was a stylist there at the spa or at the, you know, it was a spa salon. Mm-hmm. She was a stylist salon and I didn't know who people <laughs> when i first started working there there were tiffany was incredibly busy at, mm-hmm. as a stylist and my mm-hmm. she was um so so popular she was just the most packed stylist there and everybody was said well she's got some famous sister so i think she meets people that they, they were kind of trying to like figure out how she got her business and oh. then you, like she absolutely did it all on her own she's incredible yes um, she is. Mm. We want to do a cookbook, a Bramley cookbook. I'm going to kind of rope her into that. At some oh point. gosh, you should. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Again, another insanely talented person and super annoying. Um, <laughs> so she says to me one day we're in back in the break room. She says, are you single? And I was like, you know, yes. <laughs> if you want to go out on a date? I think you'd like my boyfriend's brother. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I kind of had not to get all woo-woo, but I had sort of made this like, I should just say yes to the next thing, kind of. I'd been single for a little while to meet somebody. And I was like, I just got to start saying yes to whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it was sort of my, you know, this little thing that popped in. I was like, oh, I should say yes. Yeah. So anyway, so we went out on a double date mm-hmm. and I didn't know that I, somebody said, oh, you know, her boyfriend's brother, they're twins. And I remembered <laughs> that I had met Phil. Mm-hmm. And I thought Phil was cute. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> He's cute. He's got a twin brother. That should work out great for me. So yeah. then 
And then I walked up to the table and the two of them stood up to sort of greet me and they're very wonderful gentlemanly. And I didn't know. I was like, Who's who? <laughs> no, of course. Not when you meet the twins for a, in a very casual way. You can't tell them apart. You can't. It's amazing. Yeah. And now I can. They look so different to me now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, at that very moment, there was... Did they ever play any of those like twin games on you? Like sort of no. to try and... No, <laughs> no but I definitely went up and hugged Phil one time thinking it was Tim. And luckily it wasn't like a too creepy of a hug, you know? Didn't grab his ass or anything. <laughs> no, but I've, you know, in the darkness of a bus bunk area too, I've been like, <laughs> you know, been like, wait, which one? Do you find that the children kind of look alike, like Wilder and Waverly? Do you think they look like Jack and Joe? I do. Yes. Yeah, I do. It's interesting, though, what have sort of, whose side sort of shows up in other mm-hmm. ways. Um, the funny thing, though, is that I think Wilder and Evangeline look a lot alike. And of I do, too. No yeah, I think so there was some like, there was some talk in the uh, Bramley initially, like I wonder if you know if uh, who which one of the twins actually was the father. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that would have been creepy. Yeah, that would have That's too much. That's a step too far for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but they do. I agree. They do look alike. Yeah. I mean, they are truly some of the most gorgeous children that are like walking the face. Right. Of well, of course, I think so. Of course, <laughs> they're the most gorgeous children. So you met because of Tiffany, and then that just clearly went really, really well. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't propose to you. Oh, uh, we were sitting. It was very normal. He was, we were just sitting on our back porch, and he pulled out a ring, and oh. I actually think I said to him, you asshole. <laughs> not the response he was looking for. <laughs> exactly not. Um, and it, because I was, um, we had been talking. I mean, it wasn't a big like, oh, are you kidding me? We're, we had been talking about getting married. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, out of the was, blue. <laughs> yes, it wasn't out of the blue. But I think I was shocked in a weird way of, I thought he was going to discuss it with me first. I don't know why. I didn't realize he was going to be like, have this moment of surprise around it. So I was, you asshole. <laughs> that then is so, and I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's cute. So, yeah. So and what was it like for you initially, you know, kind of going on the road? Because that had to be a complete life-altering experience for you. I mean, although you did a lot of traveling, clearly, and living in a lot of different places, but this has taken it to a completely different level. Yes, completely different level. But I, there is part of me that likes to move. I do mm-hmm. like to have um, change in some ways. Yes. So it did suit my um, kind of that part of myself that I do like to see new places and experience new things. Um, mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing about the road is you don't get to see as much as you really oh, would think true. someone would see. Yeah, because you're on interstates probably the majority of the time or, you know, or and then in venues. And then in venues. And yeah. you're working and you're, yeah. sometimes you're, um, you have a day off, but you, you need to be where the bus needs to be, you know, mm-hmm. where a bus can park. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes you don't have the means to get anywhere. You don't have a car with you. So you'll be, I just, there's been so many times where we've been, oh, we're two hours away from, you know, it's like Mount Rushmore and maybe we should go see it, but it's like, we can't 
You can't take the bus. <laughs> yeah, we can't take the bus there. We can't take, I mean, on the odd, there's been a few times where we've been able to actually get out and go see some either natural sites or go into the city. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times, the, everybody, I think the joke is when you stay in New York, your bus actually usually lives in Secaucus, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up in Secaucus and not like in Manhattan. With yes. Yes. <laughs> So. Interesting. So do you feel, is it interesting to watch, you know, how, the, how like the topography changes from state to state and then the seasons following it? Because you've been on the road for so long. I mean, granted, not now, but I mean, that must be a really cool thing, like knowing that it's, you know, w- winter in New England, but it's still warm down in the South and kind of traveling with that. That's, that's got to be really cool. I love it. I do. I think that that's, uh, I get really interested in the trees and the plants. Yeah. Oh, me too. In different places, like I probably have some, I don't know, botany or like in, you know, just interest. Um, and there's places that I've been that I find to be really kind of magical little pockets that people, you would never, I, I'm never going to probably take a trip to outside of Austin, Texas. You know, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. we'd go to Austin, somebody would want to, but you never would go outside of Austin, Texas. And I just really thought that that area was really you just it's hard to describe and i know it has to do with like the plants that grow there the mm-hmm. topography like you were saying the angle of the sun being so much oh, different yes. you know all these things that you yes. don't really think of and then yes. um it makes just for a whole is completely different but of course the northeast up where you are if we ever were there in the fall everybody was like <laughs> get in the front of the bus like let's go you know the the whole thing you know building oh, it's been beautiful oh, this year yeah and places like northampton and yep. massachusetts and just yeah. these very very old old towns i really love because seattle's n- fairly new you know we don't mm-hmm. have a lot of history at least uh, what should i say buildings that exist yeah. there's history here but people yeah the, the sort of cobbled streets that looks like britain you know those sort of little yeah that kind you know, of yeah yeah, yeah if i've and i never would have yeah, I don't know. There's not places you're going to quote unquote usually take a vacation. I mean, some people are, and maybe in my lifetime, I would have been able to make it there, but it is fun to be everywhere. Yes, yes. Because oh, it really is, you know, the, the whole country is your home on some level, <clears throat> you know, when you got wheels underneath you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's people that do that, don't they? They live in RVs. They just go around. That's what they I do know. all the time. All the time. Those people are <laughs> probably not... You know, I know it's it's changed for everybody. I shouldn't say yeah. they're living an easy life, but that kind of life right now, being in an RV, just being able to kind of move around feels like yes. maybe a good option. Yes. Well, we have here, of course, we've got all the, the state parks, the Vermont state parks, but the other side of Lake Champlain is the Adirondacks in New York, which is oh. just a gazillion lakes and a gazillion campsites. And they are booked solidly, solidly. Oh, you can't get in anywhere. Some of them are trying to stay open longer than they would normally, but you know, they've got weather issues, but it's, it, everyone's desperately trying to find that space to just be outside <laughs> in oh, nature. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, oh, it's crazy, crazy yeah, stuff. The same with the Northwest here. We're usually booked. I mean, the camping here is usually booked anyway, and, but I mm-hmm. think that they have extended seasons. Oh, what's your favorite shot you've taken? Oh gosh, I knew you were going to ask this. I was thinking <laughs> one of my favorite picture of all time or I know that I've taken. Um, there's some shots that I'm very happy that I have. 
Mm -hmm. um, there's the picture, I think we've put it up maybe once or twice in social media realms of um, Elton John and Brandy hugging. Oh, yes. Did you take that? I did. Oh, and that I'm, is a glorious photo. It's a glorious photo. And it's really probably technically not the best photo, but very, I'm always really pleased when I can, I don't, I can't believe this is going to come out of my mouth, capture a memory, mm -hmm. you know, have a physical yeah. representation of this moment that I'm, was very impactful for Brandy to have Elton be there and to have that, um, I shouldn't, I shouldn't speak for Brandy. I'm just, uh, I know it was great. Oh, she there. must cherish that photo. Are you kidding? That's got well, to be I mean, one of her favorite things. Not blown up in her house or anything, but it's good. <laughs> you know, I'm just glad I was there. So yes. I kind of have some of those photos like, oh my God, I'm so glad I was there to get that yes. photo. You know, I have some yes. photos of um, Paul Buckmaster working in the studio and just mm. so grateful that I had been there to, you know, so I'm always, he died shortly after, didn't he? Really shortly after. I mean, oh. Before the album came out, I think. I mean, it was within months. Oh, it's such of... a shame he didn't know how how successful that all was. Oh, you know? I, know. Oh, I bet he knew in his heart. He must have known. He must have felt it. I hope he did. I hope he did. He's such a like. He was such a. I only had a short amount of contact with him, but he was just like nobody I've ever known. You know, nobody I've ever met. He was yeah. real original. Wow. Um, so yeah, so I think my favorite photos are those. And whether yeah. or not, I mean, I've got a couple like really killer brandy at Red Rocks, you know, just moments like that. But I think that those that I, those are the most important to me because that's really the, that's what I like the most about photography and about getting to photograph people that I love. Cause I think that that's a really, yes a rare thing is that I get to be there for moments in their life. And then I subsequently get to know how important those are, whether, whereas um, other photographers, you go into the room and you shoot and then you leave. And then, and that's great. You know, and those, I like, I've done projects like that before and that's great. And, mm -hmm. But to mm -hmm. be so intimately involved with. Yes. Well, you can create an evocative moment with your images because you know them so well. And, and it's, it's only through that intimacy, I think that you can create that kind of image, you know, where people pick it up like the one with Elton, where, you know, we all look at that. We don't care if it's like the most technically perfect picture. There's emotion radiating off of that picture. <laughs> you feel it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it just feels good. So. It really does. It really does. Um, okay, let me just double check one more time. Um, do you have any photographers, apart from Pete Souza, of course, but he's family for all of you guys. Do you um, have a particular photographer that you really, really love? Well, I'm Annie Leibovitz. I mean, I hate yeah, to be Yeah, she's so, great. She's great. I just, she is what, um, you know, her combination of rock photography and documentary style photography is really what I, it's photography I happen to really like. Yeah. Um, so she's just a huge, uh, for sure, you know, hero of and what she's done. And, you know, I do, like do you remember the picture that she took of Bob Geldof and um, what was her name? Her, the wife who died of the overdose, uh, Paula Yates. Did you ever see that when they've got their little kid, they're holding them by the ankle and he's hanging upside down. It's just oh such God. a fabulous photo. <laughs> Sorry. It's so fabulous. I really love her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really love, you I mean, I, there's, Oh, I'm, I'm so terrible because my, 
there's a couple other photos too of these artists that she takes just sitting in their rooms. Mm. And I, I don't know if it was a series that she did, but it basically was the people in the rooms that they create in. And I just found it to be just ugh, oh. endlessly fascinating. Oh, I'm going to have to look at that. I'll yeah. look that up and try and find them. I just yeah. love her stuff. Love her stuff. Yeah. Do you, do you, have a preference? I mean, I know you need to photograph in color primarily, but do you have a preference about color or black and white when you're being creative, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I actually, I like both really equally. I think that sometimes what serves the image better is to be black and white. And because of digital now, I can do both. And it's so like a switch. <laughs> Which it off and on looking <laughs> yeah. this was better. But I think when I first started out, I liked black and white a lot more. And now I can appreciate color a bit mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it just depends on what serves it. Yeah. I mean, particularly with what you're doing, it's the spectacle, right? So the color creates the image that creates that sort of like energy of the of the moment. Whereas in a black and white, it would seem really flat. Yes. And sometimes black and white comes across. Yes, it will. It'll be like, oh, this might look and it depends on what it's for to the um i think i there was a just one of my photos for an auction and it was at newport folk fest it served so well in black and white because it was more of an architectural image mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it was the shapes, mostly the shapes of the band to have them be black and white yeah it just it really depends because sometimes the drama is created by the black and white whereas with the that's photos color the drama sort of just exists yeah i don't that's know that's true that's true did you take that lovely picture of brandy and dolly there's a few pictures of brandy and dolly i think the one that you've probably seen the most i didn't take yeah. i've got some yeah which was super amazing speaking about photographers who i love um when we were at newport <coughs> today that we took the photos i found myself in the pit right the photographers I don't know that I don't know that everybody knew Dolly Parton was going to was actually there. I think so there I was, was whispers gonna, about it, but they weren't sure, you know. They weren't sure, but they knew yeah. it was a big guest, so every yeah. photographer was like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> runs shoves up against each other and um and I found myself standing next to Henry Diltz, who's one of the photographers. I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but he did a lot of the um Joni Mitchell, the Laurel Canyon era. He did mm. the Crosby, Stills, and Nash cover. Oh, my favorite. So you'd rec I mean, his work is very recognizable, and I really love his stuff. And I found myself taking photos next to him. <gasps> that must have been so exciting. Oh, my gosh. Here I am. I'm taking photos next to him. Just super amazing. And then afterwards, Danny Clinch, who we're friends with. I was going to ask you about Danny Clinch. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. His photography is amazing as well. Um, we're backstage, and he, and I, and I saw him talking to Henry. I said, are you friends with him? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You know, this old, you know, old rock photographer pals, or how, I don't know how they know each other. Um, and he said, do you want to meet him? <laughs> So I was just, I'm so uncool, Laura. Like, I'm so uncool. Oh, I just I hear like, you. With my weird little small hand going, oh, Mr. Neil, I'm such a fan. And he kind of was like, oh, okay. Just, just, I can't meet anybody. I can't meet my heroes because they're all lovely. And I'm just like, absolute dingbat. That's how we all feel. So who, who have you been most tongue-tied around meeting? Apart from Danny. <laughs> I'm a pretty socially awkward person to begin with. I don't believe so you. I, 
I get tongue tied around meeting most people. Um, but gosh, who was I? Well, Joni. Yeah. Just because she's ethereal and just, I don't know. Like you just, I have nothing to say, you know, you just sort of get humbled. Like, and she's a lovely person. She, I mean, I don't think she's would ever say this, but it was like, what am I going to bring to a conversation with you? (laughs) (laughs) Again, it was sort of like this. Oh, thank you, Jenny, for letting me be at your house. And okay. (laughs) What about when you met Barack Obama? Oh, geez. No, that one I was. So I must've been maybe like 10 weeks pregnant when I met him. And if anybody, you and anybody who has had uh, been pregnant, that first bit is really exhausting. Yes. And And you don't feel well and you feel queasy. I feel queasy. And I Mm -hmm. actually, we had gone into this room. Sorry, the story will come around here. We've gone into this room, you know, we go, we're at this event and they said, okay, you're going to go to this holding room Mm -hmm. and the president's going to come in and you will, you know, so we've got, we're in a room and maybe there's like 12 people and we're sort of in this holding room waiting for the president to be able to come in. And I'm so exhausted. I fall asleep on the couch (laughs) in this holding room and I'm more, you know, I'm just, and because things take, you know, who knows delayed or whatever so he they finally bring him in and I'm kind of like you know kind of I didn't I was up you didn't walk in while you were in mid snore (laughs) no yes no I had gotten up before he came in but I was actually so tired I didn't have time to really be nervous yeah that's probably a good thing then because my knees would have turned to jelly (laughs) yeah it's so funny when you mentioned that because I was thinking about the people I'd met you know and then you reminded me you're like well you remember when you met President Barack Obama and I'm going oh yeah (laughs) that guy but you know the nice thing I do have to just to go back about meeting these people who are very very well known is they're used to meeting people yeah. as a very well known person. So, you know, the president was just lovely and authentic and glowing and the most handsome man oh, God, he's ever. Beautiful. But mm. he's very used to meeting. So he he helps you out. He's so gracious. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. And so does Paul McCartney. You know, we were able to meet Paul, and it was like, oh, he helps you out. He doesn't let you sit there and be your awkward self. He's yeah. he's got he's met enough people, so they really haven't. A wonderful way and it's probably why they are who they are yes. is that they help yes i used to get really not wobbly need when i would meet famous people i don't anymore but part of that is because in my practice i have quite a lot of famous writers actors and people like that that i work with and okay. you realize the insecurity behind every single human being on the planet <laughs> it doesn't matter right, yeah. how how successful or accomplished they are in they, their field you realize that's such a human characteristic that exists in all of us. It kind of helps you just sort of not really care about that kind of thing anymore, you know? Oh, when did you first meet Brandy? What was the first meeting of Brandy? Oh, yeah. um, I met Brandy in a car ride um, up to, because Phil and Tiffany got married. Tim and I had been dating two months. And so I was going to be his date for the wedding. And we were going to go to a some tasting at the wedding venue. So I met Brandy in a car ride there and, yeah, had, I just were you really, familiar with her music at that point, or did you you just like didn't really know who she was? <laughs> I knew who she was. So yeah, back in, um, if anybody is listening from the Seattle area, there used to be a radio station called the Mountain, mm-hmm. and I listened to the Mountain a lot. And they were they played their music, but it was pretty much like I had heard Dreams, and 
maybe story, but I knew that she was a yeah, yeah. So it was that kind. You weren't, of you weren't giddy about like, oh, I get to be Brandy. <laughs> oh, I get to be Brandy. Yeah, no, no, no. So so lame. But I do remember her telling. We were talking about music a little bit, and she was saying, "Oh, if you like Bonnie Vare, then you should check out." Uh, Gregory Allen Isaacoff and I was like oh great you know so that was kind of the art funny I love Gregory I don't like both (laughs) yeah no but definitely you don't have to like like both of them but she was right I did like both of them (laughs) well that's her spidey sense isn't it she seems to know these things well, this, is, this might be too personal. Like, when you guys are all on the compound, there's got to be some tension sometimes. I mean, you can't all just be blissfully happy 24-7. How do you handle that? I mean, because, you know, you're all working and living together. So there, you guys must have a really good communication style of some sort to be able to, you know, keep yeah, that piece of Yeah. You know, I think Brandy answered this question, so I'm just going to quote her. Okay. Of that we are family. And Mm -hmm. so the annoyances, they happen, of course, we're all human. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they just were, it's like with your brother or your sister, how you get, you can be mad at them, but you still want to see him the next day and you still, (laughs) you're still going to have him over for dinner that night, you know, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the way I handle some of the tension is that I have a really good therapist. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> That's very necessary. Yep. And I have a really great group of, you know, friends and people that, you know, I can talk to that aren't part of this compound. But mm-hmm. it's really, a, I don't, I don't want to make it sound too rosy because I don't yeah. think it's, I think it's unreal to say, oh, we all just get along all the time. And it's just so... But I do think that whatever happens, we just kind of move past. Well, because love is present, right? So nobody's, yeah. know, we all love each other. End of story. Yeah. And there's certain ways that, you know, with Phil and Tim, because they're so close, mm. they operate with each other. And then the way they operate with Brandy, you know, their friendship and their, I mean, they really are married to each other too. Mm-hmm. But definitely when I signed, when I married Tim, I didn't realize the... <laughs> <laughs> the extent of that my marriage would be really including yeah 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 i mean i I'm, i can imagine that it's just incredibly wonderful and also challenging i mean it's just like life and then it's bad and then it's great <laughs> all right i think i'm gonna let you go darling although i would love to sit here and talk to you all day quite honestly you've been brilliant (laughs) thank you so much oh well it'll be lovely to see you out on the road again and i'll I'll give you a big hug when i can (laughs) good and please say hi to tim (laughs) i will i will all right thanks all right darling thank you so much really really nice to talk to you (laughs) nice to talk to you too of course (laughs) wasn't she wonderful just adore her Thank you, Hannah. Thank you very much. And thank you to Clue for her magical editing. Thank you to Amy for all of her help that she sort of feeds me lots of questions and just makes it seem so effortless when I start talking to everyone. I literally couldn't do it without either one of them. Um, And obviously, we want to send our love and thanks to Brandy and Phil and Tim for being the inspiration for this podcast. And I hope you're all well. I hope everybody's getting ready for the holidays and uh, you're all going to be able to celebrate in some fashion that makes you feel supported and loved. So bye, everyone. Until next time.